Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. I'm back. We're back. The Fed Cup final is over. Fed Cup final, which was full of emotion, inevitably, in Australia, and ended with Australia still not having won the thing, with 45 years having gone by. Catherine, Matt, myself, David Law, we're sitting courtside next to the centre court at the O2 Arena at the moment, ahead of the evening session on day one of the ATP finals. But we are solely focused in this podcast, because it's a two-podcast day, on the Fed Cup and where to start. Matt, I think first of all we need to start with you and have you explain to us how Australia didn't win and how Ash Barty didn't end up winning everything because you said it would happen. Yeah, yesterday's podcast predictions have not aged well. <laughs> um, so if you happen to miss that one, there's no need to go back and listen. <laughs> um, yeah, it was everything that yesterday wasn't because yesterday was over in three hours and I was back asleep and this time there was no opportunity to go back to sleep because it went on for ages, three three close matches, one in particular with Kiki Mladenovic taking down Ash Barty, who I thought would be the kind of MVP of the day, and it turned out being Kiki, turned out to be Kiki Mladenovic. And she was the MVP of the whole tie. If you haven't followed the results today, it was one all overnight. Uh, Mladenovic has then come out, lost the first set 6-2 against Ash Barty, then won the next two and taken out Ash Barty. I mean, it was a quite stunning performance. Um, then we had Tom Lianovic, who levelled matters at two all. She sort of had her her moment of redemption. And then it was won in the doubles by Garcia and Mladenovic, beating Barty and Sam Stosa. Mladenovic, explain Kiki Mladenovic to me. This is a player who I think once had about a nine-match losing streak, Catherine. Mm. And yet, in this tie... And we've seen it at other points in her career. In this tie, she was, she was the, the best player in the world on that particular day. Well, you explained it to me better than, better than any other analysis I've heard, which is she's a, a short-term goals person. She's not a long-term, season-long, I'm going to be the very best that I can be always, every match, every moment. She's a... This week I've got something very specific to aim for, this match, this tournament, this whatever. 
Is that how you put it? I'm quite it proud of myself. Than that, David's wasn't it? chuffed at it the was, moment. <laughs> it was pithier than that, wasn't it? I've just butchered your words. That'll do for me. Yeah, she says short-term goals, gal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's an it's it's an easy event to get up for, isn't it? The, you know, the Fed Cup final. But I always I probably overlook the kind of outside influences that you see at the Fed Cup. You, you don't get normal results always at this tournament. It's so easy to think about it just in terms of forehands and backhands and Ash Barty has been the best in the world at that all year, but there was something else yeah. behind Madenovic this weekend and it was like she was possessed by the thing I mean many other factors at play too but I do think the the situation with Sasha Bayern the disintegration of uh, of their coaching relationship precipitated by all accounts by Bayern I I think that has fueled her I think there's a defiance in her about that to to prove something to him I think she's a, a defiant kind of person. She needs a reason beyond just the long-term ranking or whatever, which just rolls over and you get a win mm. and you move up a bit. I mean, I could imagine her having one amazing sort of slam result or something like that still in the future. But you just put this little isolated event together like this and put it on away territory where everybody's expecting a certain result... She is somebody who, who likes aggro, I think, yeah. is Kiki Mladenovic. Hence why she ended up having her big fallout with Caroline Garcia. I don't think she shies away from that sort of thing. She was not afraid to call out Sasha Bain in, 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 when they parted ways. Well, you're, you, he's broken up with me, everybody. Just so, just so you all know, uh, we had great results and I wanted to stay together and he didn't want to. So, you know, and there was a clear right then. You know, I'm going to show everybody, I'll show him. And I'm quite sure when she went out there in front of that record crowd today with everybody waiting to just sort of welcome Ash Barty into the umpteenth winner's circle of the year in front of her own fans, you know, I, I imagine that Mladenovic, a bit Andy Murray-like, probably thought, right then, I'm ruining this party. And all the more impressive then that she did because Ash Barty won the first three games. She So she'd won 15 games in a row in this Fed Cup tie, Ash Barty, the six love, six love, and then three love here. And I was thinking, God, it's going to be another another whitewash. But Kiki Mladenovic, she managed to find a solution to Ash Barty's game that Caroline Garcia never found. And that is a, kind of a surprise to me, because I've always thought Caroline Garcia arguably had a few more weapons, a few more tools than Mladenovic. But Mladenovic was able to establish a pattern of play by attacking Barty's second serve, crunching forehands and rushing Ash Barty. And suddenly, even though she lost that first set 6-2, I felt like it was quite close. I thought, she's causing problems here, Mladenovic. Barty's not liking it. And then Mladenovic saved a break point, I think, uh, 4-3 in the second set and then went on a string of winning games and eventually went up a break in the third and I just thought, she's going to do this. And that was the first time all week, all weekend, all, all year really, where I thought, 
if Ash Barty plays her best, she might not win because Milenovic's best tennis at, at the moment is better. And this was with Barty still bringing it. She was doing roundhouse fist pumps, Leighton Hewitt style. I mean, it was really something to watch. She, she's I've, one, I've never seen her like that. She's before. one of the least scary people on the planet, <laughs> Ash Barty, and I was terrified of her 10,000 miles away on my laptop watching. She was, you know, uppercut fist pumps after. Winning points, winning games, because that's that's how much effort she had to put in to live with. I was hiding behind my grab and go breakfast yes. that I'd had from the hotel cafe that I'd <laughs> sneaked out and ran off back to. It was actually said on the packet grab and go, so that's what I did. <laughs> um, what what time in the morning was all this transpiring? Um, it started around three a.m. Yeah, and. The sort of climax of that match was half five, six, yeah, I mean, something I, like that. David I, messaged me saying, I'm up. I, <laughs> I, sent, I, I set no alarm, but I woke up at 5 a.m. And I was, I was so... no way to live. I was so pumped <laughs> when it was a one-set-all. And Catherine eventually came online about three hours later. Yeah, crikey, a lot's happened. <laughs> um, but I swanned in for the doubles. It was great. You, yeah. you did. You got the glory at the end. The... Uh, it, was interesting though to watch how I mean I thought Barty played well yeah and she was she put a brave face on it didn't she at the end of that match and she applauded the crowd she'd obviously you know taken a huge amount of the out of the just the environment the experience and at that point she'd still got at least the doubles to come um, and if as long as Tom Lianovic managed to get them back level that was at least that's that was the situation when it wasn't it because it was two one Tom Lianovic did very well against a player who I was not expecting to see wielding a racket today, Pauline Parmentier. Yeah, I think we both did a double take looking at our screens when that came up that she she had come in. Um, and at the time, I thought that they were handing back the initiative a little bit to Australia. I thought if you've got Australia down, keep them down by playing your next best player, who is Caroline Garcia, However, the way it's turned out, it looks like an absolute masterstroke from Julian Beneteau because it was kind of a free hit for Pauline Parmentier and Caroline Garcia was then fresh for the doubles and she was able to go back into that environment where she'd had that humiliating love-and-love love defeat but with a partner. So you think it was more about keeping Garcia fresh yeah. mentally as much as anything for the doubles than it was about Trying to win the tie in that fourth you, perform, you performed abysmally, you're not... You're not up to playing another singles match. I think that the strategy was we can win this doubles. And we'll put Parmentier, who won an important tie against uh, Romania, I think it was, in Rouen early on in the year. So she's she's had a good result in Fed Cup this year. So she might have pulled it out of the bag. And it was a close match. She had had her chances. but really, I think I think that was a decision with more of an eye on the doubles. And, and actually, the um, a, a couple of people were saying that maybe Parmentier's style might help her against Tom Lenovic. I also think that they th- they perhaps thought, well, if Parmentier just keeps the ball going, mm. given the way Tom Lenovic played the day before, she may just miss enough. Yeah. And I, I thought that that was a distinct possibility. I mean, when you said that the um, the uh, the Aussie team have said they've got no regrets, I mean, how could they have? regrets because the only sort of decision that had to be made ahead of today was whether to to sub out Tomljanovic right Mm. and that was absolutely the right decision Tomljanovic won her rubber so I mean I I think Barty and Stoza playing together is is a no-brainer Barty's obviously a no-brainer so 
decisions-wise, performances-wise, nobody underperformed or or failed to validate any decisions made. No. They were just beaten fair and square. It's interesting that in, when you got into that doubles, Stosa... I mean, you could tell she had had no tennis mm. at that point because suddenly you're there at the net, these balls are flashing by, and she had really no timing at all out there, whereas all the others had played, and they were clearly clearly better than her on, on the day. Um, the the, the Mladenovic-Garcia tandem is, is just fascinating, isn't it, given what they went through three years ago, and they were obviously a great team, and they'd fallen out, and... And they, yeah, it was a fascinating comeback. It's the best, uh, the best redemptive narrative in tennis since last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, which one's last week? Eber Mouts. Oh yeah, it's also all the French. Frenchies. Which is also the best one since Andy Murray came back. From no, no, nowhere. that's not redemption. What's that then? That's resurfacing. That's true. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Oh, very well said, uh, Matt. We should say uh, that, uh, yes, the Andy Murray documentary, uh, Andy Murray Resurfacing, is out on the 29th of uh, November on Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, that's going to be very interesting to watch. The behind the scenes uh, from uh, inside his world as he tried to recover. Anyway, um, this Fed Cup victory for France is a big deal for them um, and that was very clear straight afterwards. We can hear from them. There is Christine Mladenovic, there's Caroline Garcia, there's Julian Benito. Caroline, Christina, France, Fed Cup champions for the third time, for the first time in 16 years. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What's the overwhelming emotion at the moment? Is it relief? Um, I'm not sure I have completely realised because uh, it's been a crazy weekend for everyone and, uh, you know, <laughs> this double went very fast but we play every point so focused and we play a great match and it was very tense and I think uh, with the scenario of this year it could only be at the double decisive so of course it's a lot of stress but I think we managed it very well and uh, we, both, we both played very well. Christina, we saw how emotional you were after the singles victory today, and here you are winning in the doubles three years ago in the final against the Czech Republic. You were both there in the doubles. It was the decider and fell short. Does it make it even more special to know you've, you've gone that one step further three years on? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, it's lots of emotion to share this with Caro after, you know, like you said, three years ago, we, we failed in the, on, the last, uh, on the last step of the of the tie and uh, today we just wanted to take this little revenge for ourselves and it's just not describable how we feel right now. What about your captain, Julian Benito? First year in the job, he goes okay, doesn't he? <laughs> He's a pretty lucky dude, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over, captain. Where's the skipper? There he is celebrating with the team. Julian Benito, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Julian, congratulations. As a player, you reached the Davis Cup final, and here you are as the skipper of the Fed Cup winning team uh, with the French. How does this feel for you? <clears throat> uh, I'm the proudest man on the, on the planet right now. I'm so proud of my girls, of my team. They deserve it because they, they fought for a long time for this title, and uh, we have uh, an unbelievable, unbelievable staff and crowd supporters like this. It's a dream for me. Uh, I tried to imagine that at the beginning of the year when uh, 
when I knew that I could have the, the best team with me on the court. And uh, <laughs> now, like uh, eight months later, here we are. They look like they're ready to go off and party. I imagine you are as well. You enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. I'm, go- I'm going to have a lot of beers. <laughs> so there's the French team. Julian Benetton's out on the lash right as we speak <laughs> and then he's going to be going out all night long um, after that the Australian team went into a press conference that you can understand was probably a, a rather more sombre atmosphere um, we can hear from Ash Barty but first Alicia Mollick on whether she had any regrets Gosh I don't um, regret any step of the way and we've fought so hard. we've had to come together for such a long period of time now be such a close knit team um, face so much adversity we, we, we've done it for the last few years in particular this year Asheville, Brisbane you know I feel like we were up against it for so much of the time um, you know even today we're up against it we fought our way back got ourselves into the position we wanted to be in quite frankly um, with the last doubles uh, or the last rubber resting on the doubles but you know credit to France and gee whiz Kiki Mladenovic showed um, she tried, showed her true colours today because I think she carried all of the French team on her shoulders. It was it was an unbelievable display. She sort of took it out of her hands, I felt. It's pretty amazing that this group of players get to feel what it's like to be in the final. So now that we've been there, we've done that, the next step for us is, I think, to, you know, take the moments in if, if we receive um, that opportunity, you know, in Budapest going forward. And uh, the last couple of years, we've expected to always be a team which is in the finals. And, you know, next year, I think because of our level, you know, we'll expect to be in another Fed Cup final. I think we'll be stronger more resilient and more prepared uh, once more because we've lived this moment and kind of I think what we'll do is use this moment for fuel really um, you know to drive us into the future that's the bottom line. Yeah obviously it's bitterly disappointing to be sitting here not with the result that we're after but all in all it's it's about taking a little bit of perspective and this this team this group of girls I would I mean personally I wouldn't want to be sitting here uh, with with anyone else it's been an amazing journey amazing time of um, the year for us uh, and to be able to to be in a Fed Cup final is something that is very precious we'll cherish it um, and it will drive us more for next year. So no regrets they're looking forwards but you can hear in their voice just how hard this is for the Australia team I mean I found it very interesting how Barty despite all she's won really this particular ties and this run this Fed Cup glory that she was after is, is almost was almost bigger than everything else that she was trying to achieve and she's going to have to stomach not having achieved it yeah she she plans her year around Fed Cup she these are the, this is the event she circled at the start of the year on the calendar and said I want to peak for those weeks hopefully finishing in November in the final she, she got home home tie in the final which is you know kind of luck of the draw that that that, that would happen it was it was it was perfect really and something Stosa said in the in the press conference was that there's not been a day really since April where this moment this day hasn't been in my mind I've been thinking about it and I'm sure Barty was the same um, but I've, I really liked what Mollick in particular was saying about how they're going to use this as fuel in a way for the next year trying to target winning it in in Hungary and it it reminded me, I think I might have read this in Sir Alex Ferguson's autobiography, perhaps, when, I know you weren't expecting that, were you? After Man United lost the Premier League on goal difference to Man City with that last-minute goal. Ouch. 
I, I think what I remember was him getting the team back on the bus and saying, remember how you're feeling right now, because this will get us through next season. This, how you're feeling now, you need to remember in December next season when we're going for the league again, and you don't want to be feeling like this again. Mm. And I can imagine he would have said that in a very different... Solskjaer's probably saying that every week. (laughs) (laughs) No, I reckon he's not. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think that's... You know, I I just thought that was... You know, Sir Alex Ferguson's known for his leadership and picking the right things to say at the right time. And Mollick was taking the same approach, albeit saying it in a slightly different way, probably. But I thought that was... I don't know, I just just noticed that. And Sam Stozer was inevitably asked about whether she had any retirement plans and she was very quick to explain that she didn't. I mean, obviously, retirement can't be that far on the horizon. She's not denying that it's, you know, in her thoughts at some point in the medium term, but I think she very much intends to be a part of the Fed Cup team that makes a charge in Budapest next year. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what, what does happen with that oh they've just knocked the music on so uh, in here in Neo 2 um, this is nothing okay yeah <laughs> it gets loud folks if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods market hello tennis podcast listeners david here now you might know that i love a bit of cooking and i think i'm quite good at it but if i'm honest even i get fed up trying to work out what to do every night that's where home chef comes in being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times well that's pretty cool Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Catherine, 
I think you'd knocked your stream off when uh, Ash Barty and Sam Stafford were leaving the, oh. the stadium in floods of tears, and I, I was, I was struggling with it a little bit, and I was thinking, I, I hope Catherine's not watching this. <laughs> I had to turn it off. Did you really? It was too much. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, the reason I say that, folks, is because Catherine's got a big day today. (laughs) You know, we can afford to faff around in the middle of the night watching Fed Cup finals on laptops with our breakfast in front of us. Uh, Catherine had to present TV. I did watch the doubles while I was rehearsing. Right. um, And prepping. Pretty emotional stuff, though. Yeah, I I switched off. I saw Milodanovic Garcia collapse. I saw them hug, and I thought, I've. This was great. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen my lovely French doubles redemption moment. I'm getting used to having one of those a week. Yes. I'm going to miss it next week. Um, and I and I switched off, think, the, thinking I'd seen all the emotional drama and turmoil that there was to be had for the day. Very similar situation to 2001 when, in the Davis Cup, Australia hosted France with Leighton Hewitt as the world number one at the time and overwhelming favourites to win and Nicolas Escudé came out of nowhere and beat everybody including Wayne Arthurs a tearful Wayne Arthurs in the final rubber which was a and it was on grass it was a hard watch I have to say from from an Australian home point of view they were so desperate to win the Davis Cup but you know these stories they are amazing aren't they the way they produce these unlikely winners at times and yeah, heroes and usually Mathieu oh yeah that was in Paris wasn't it that's right that was at, at, at Bercy, Bercy yeah. yeah 2002 Two, yeah wow. and, and, and it was there was that classic Fed Cup moment today we were watching that Tom Janovic um, Parmontier match and we were saying because of Fed Cup because of what's on the line I I'm invested in this match a lot more than I would be necessarily if that was just a kind of regular tour yeah. match. It really makes you care. Even though we're not from Australia or France, didn't really mind who wins. You just, yeah. you just, it makes you feel, it makes you care because yeah. they so clearly care so much about it. Yeah, you get and the fans up. in the stadium. The, the players there and Mollick mentioning Budapest... This has been an incredible experience the last couple of days, and it is a reminder of what will be lost in terms of the home and away element of this tournament. We've talked about it in terms of the Davis Cup. We now have it with Fed Cup, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it does anyone, even supporters of the Fed Cup reforms, any good to to deny that we're losing something. Of course we're losing something. It's, it's a compromise, isn't it? Um, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think that probably contributed to those tears that I'm very glad I haven't seen from from Barty and Stoza because yes, they will have further opportunities to win the Fed Cup, no doubt, but they will never have an opportunity again to do it like that in a classic home final in front of 13,000 home fans the the biggest crowd there's ever been for a for a women's tennis event in Australia that that was a a one time only opportunity and it's it's gone and yeah the, that's it's tough to come to terms with mm. mind you having seen just how many people travelled from France to or I mean maybe there were expats but people, a French crowd there were a good number in there, weren't there, in Australia, um, creating a heck of a good atmosphere. It makes think, me. Do you think they'd travelled, or do you think it was sort of 
a French community in Perth. Could easily be, but it was great to see. And it, you know, ho- hopefully there will be a good atmosphere and a good number of travel traveling crowd support members um, in Hungary. Great city, Budapest. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, the other thing that you know, I think what will be in the favour of these year-end finals types is it, it will be easier to be covered by TV channels, I, I would have thought. I mean, we've seen that Eurosports have signed up in the UK, for example, to, to cover the Davis Cup finals, and there was no TV coverage of this incredible Fed Cup tie. We, we were streaming it. It was a good quality stream on the Fed Cup website, but, but you know, you had to really go looking for it. You had to subscribe. You had to pay for it. And, you know, it deserved a TV audience, that particular tie, didn't it? Yeah, here, here, yeah, it really yeah, did. Absolutely. Um, frankly, if it's not on TV, it's not going to pull in anyone other than people who are tennis fans already. Um, and, you know, the, the amazing thing about events like this is that they could appeal to your kind of casual tennis fans because the spectacle is so good at a Fed Cup final. It is, it's tennis as you don't always see it. It's, it feels like a sometimes it feels like a better product than what you get on the tour with everyone invested crowds going mad players really caring it's it's, it's colorful it's vibrant it's a it's a great experience yeah it was a great experience so matt you can get back on normal sleep patterns now i can yes you're going to experience a weird form of jet lag kind of already got that <laughs> yeah i've not, not, not been on any kind of plane at all and yet i'm feeling a little strange yes but airbnb update no weird encounters in the middle oh. of the night so that was that that's was an sh- improvement that's a bit of a shame <laughs> um so okay well we're going to be back with our second tennis podcast of the day a little bit later uh, later now i say this uh, i say it before catherine has gone and presented another five hours of tv so i've <laughs> lost all concept of time it's like being in vegas <laughs> there are no clocks anywhere what there's the, no daylight what time is it at the moment I, uh, I don't, don't know. Don't ask me. I've been up since three They're in the morning. They're playing some sort of Fun. rock and roll music. Everything's weird. Yeah, lights are on inside the O2 Arena. Who have we got practicing in front of us at the moment? Um, we've got Marcelo um, um, Mello. Mello yeah, that's and it. some old bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, old bloke, if you're uh, listening uh, later on. Um, yes, we're talking about you. And oh, uh, Dominic Team's just arriving. Oh, yes, there he is. Do we think he was up? in the middle of the night watching Nedenovic I think he was yeah well potential spoiler for our later podcast if you're waiting, desperately waiting to find out how Berrettini got on he may have been out watching uh, <laughs> if Berrettini Tom fans are desperately waiting to find out how Berrettini got along I'm going to put you out of your misery now folks it was not pretty no so there's your, there's your little he teaser he was up in the middle of the night that's what yeah. I'm saying right okay we'll go through his unpretty performance in uh, <laughs> the post uh, O2 day one tennis podcast brought to you in association with the Telegraph executive produced by tennisballs.com uh, with our mascot Rio with a while we'll be back later bye hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.